0: to be here with you. I'm pumped. I'll tell you, I think something good's going to happen to you today. Anybody think something good can happen to you today right now? I think something good can happen in the riser. Something good can happen on the front row. Something good can happen in our lives. And I'll tell you, I believe that. uh, Would y'all welcome all of our other campuses watching right now? We welcome Owensboro. We welcome Dumas, Henderson, Kentucky. We love you. Something good's going to happen in those houses right now. Now I'll tell you, there's four of us right now. There's going to be 100 of us before too long, 100 campuses to the glory of God. And the other churches, other campuses right now are, are honoring teachers, and we'll be doing that in this house next week and blessing them. Let's give all the people full of the Spirit of God that educate our kids a big hand clap. Man, we're thankful for you, and you are swimming upstream right now. In the way the culture's going and things are going, but I'm telling you, you're going to be light, you're going to be salt, you're going to be a blessing, you're going to be the image of God in a fallen world. God's going to use you supernaturally. You are blessed. So it's, it's back to school blessing season. I want to talk about the blessing. And here's what I want you to walk out of here knowing today, I want you to know that you are already blessed. Come on, turn to your neighbor, tell them you are already blessed, right? You're already blessed. See, a, a lot of times in America, we'll look at people and we'll see they've got, the, they've got a great family life. Maybe they got nice stuff. Maybe they have a good job. Maybe they're healthy. You'll look at them and you'll say, well, they're, they're blessed. And it's true That is a blessing. But what you're talking about there is not the root of the blessing, but you're talking about the fruit of the blessing. But because before you ever see all that stuff or whatever it is, maybe it's some other area. See, the root of the blessing starts before the fruit of the blessing comes forth. The good family is there because that person was already blessed, right? And then it came out in the, in the fruit. And really the blessing we're talking about is the blessing of Abraham. God blessed a man by the name of Abraham in Israel thousands of years ago before it was Israel. Called him out of a pagan nation. Said, I'm going to take you to a land you've never seen and I'm going to bless you. I'll make you like the the stars of the sky. I'll make you like the sand of the sea. And through you, Abraham, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. And all the nations of the earth have been blessed through this man by the name of Abraham. Why? Why? he had a great, 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 great grandson by the name of Jesus. How many of y'all think we've all been blessed through Jesus, amen? All been blessed through, every one of us have been blessed through Jesus, if we will receive it. Jesse and I, and, and maybe some other people in this room, we were in Israel uh, right before the lockdown started. As a matter of fact, we were on one of the last flights out of Tel Aviv before they shut down the world. And it was eerie walking through that airport in Tel Aviv without a soul in it. But I remember before we went there, part of the tour is they take you to a place that sells sells diamonds in Israel. Um, Jewish Jewish trade is famous for diamonds and kind of their knowledge of the of the diamond market. And actually, the place where they grade the diamonds. We were at their center. They set the standard for the world. And they got this, like, movie theater. They set you in to watch all about their diamonds before they take you into their showroom. That's when you know you're being set up. They're going to get the best of you if you buy a diamond in there. They got a movie theater to sell you their diamonds before you get in. You better run, baby. That's all I got to say. Run now while you still got some money. But they told us in there that they owned 70% of the world's diamond trade. 70% there's an 82 billion dollar diamond jewelry market in the world 82 billion dollars they have 70% of this trade of of the rough diamond production there's 13 billion dollars now think about this the land of Israel has no diamonds in it so how do these people get their hands on 70% of the diamond trade let me tell you how they got there After the Jews, there was a diaspora that were released into the world through persecution. And there's an anti-Semitic spirit loose in the earth right now that's coming against the Jews again at an alarming and a scary pace. Even our own government right now seemingly is acting less pro-Israel than it has in years. Now, I'm telling you, I believe if a man will bless Israel, that man will be blessed. If a man will curse Israel, that man will be cursed. And we are a pro-Israel church right here. I want the blessing of Abraham upon my life. And so, so these, uh, these people were dispersed throughout the earth. Then laws were passed to persecute them in Europe. They could not own buildings. They could not own land. How do you increase wealth if you can't buy land, if you can't buy buildings, if, if you're persecuted like that? They said, we have to find a product that is small and portable, but holds great value. And so, what the Jews did is they found out that they could get their hands on diamonds and it would hold great value. Then they already had a distribution market because they'd been persecuted and their distribution chain and their people were living around the world. So, they got their hands on the diamonds, they distributed them throughout the world, and they made money and became wealthy and trading diamonds. What the devil meant to be evil in their life, come on, the blessing of Abraham turned it around and made it good. Come on. What, what the devil means to to destroy you, God will use to lift you if you won't become a victim and decide to become the victor. Come on, we are not victims no matter what happens. We are victors. Can I get an amen out there? Let me read you this text. Tells you, we're, I'm not Jewish. I'm a Scott Irish mutt, right? That's what I am. And uh, we're all kinds of stuff in America. That's our background. I'm an American. It's really what I am. But my descendant is Scott Irish mutt. Genesis chapter 3, verse 9 through 14. I want to show you how a Scott Irish mutt can get the blessing of Abraham on his life. Here's Here's what it says. It's going to be a blessing. You're already blessed. So then those who are of faith. Is anybody of faith out there? Raise your hand. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. Are blessed like believing Abraham was blessed. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not continue in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no one is justified by the law on the side of God is evident, for the just shall live by faith. Yet the law is not of faith, but the man who does them shall live by them. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So here's what, here's what the Apostle Paul's telling the Galatian church. If you now believe on Jesus, what he did on the cross, that he was cursed for you on Calvary, now the the curse that's upon the entire earth, because of their breaking of the law, is no longer on your life. But now the blessing of God is on your life. See, the curse is listed, Deuteronomy chapter 28. It's very clear. If you ought to go read it sometime, it's not very encouraging, but you ought to read it. And it says in Deuteronomy chapter 28, if you break the law of God, all these curses will come upon you. It says that the things you own will be taken from you. It says you'll plant crops they'll never grow. It says you'll marry a woman and another man will sleep with her. It says that people will come from a foreign land and you will become less and less, and they will become greater and greater. It says things like you're going to have tumors. You're going to have rashes. You're going to have itches. You're going to have something called the botch. I don't know what the botch is, but I don't want it. Can I get an amen out there? Right? It says you'll be cursed with hemorrhoids. If you've ever had an hemorrhoid, you'll agree that is a curse, right? Curse with all this stuff. How many of y'all will do without the verses of curses in your life? How many of y'all would rather be blessed and have the itch, the botch, and hemorrhoids? Can I get an amen out there? It's all there. And it's all there in Deuteronomy chapter 28. It says this is the curse. Come upon you, says you'll become poor, you'll become crazy, says there'll be no rain in your land, but we all broke the law of God, and God knew it in his foreknowledge. You were never designed by God to live a day under the curse. so he sent his son Jesus so that we could be redeemed from the curse of the law and the blessing of Abraham might come upon our life by faith. Come on, you are no longer a cursed person. You are a blessed person. You are no longer crazy. Come on, you are saved. You are no longer sick. You are now healed. You are no longer poor. You are now rich. Can I get an amen? You are no longer the tail. You're the head. So see yourself as blessed. Come on, turn to your neighbor tell them I'm blessed. When you get this revelation, it doesn't matter what's happening in your life. A lot of people live day by day, hour by hour. Things are going good, they man, I'm blessed. Things are going bad, man, I'm cursed. See, all they're talking about is just what's going on around them. But see, there, there's a root of blessing in your life if you're in Christ. You begin to see that, walk in it, live in it, the fruit will begin to happen. Let me take you back to where God first spoke to Abraham, Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. So this is where it all began, this blessing of Abraham. Here's what it it says. Now the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house. How many know there's some people you just need to get away from? There's some family members you need to get away from. Some of you have some siblings you need to get away from. Oh, that's harsh, but it's right. There's some cousins, but yeah, pastor, we go back like car seats. I know when your life's been going backwards ever since you've been connected to this person. There's some people at work you need to get away from. How many of y'all notice that there's teenagers, right? You ever watch a the teenager? They hang out with the, the right crowd. Their grades will get better. Their life will get better. Come on Things will start going upward But how many know you can see it very quickly Because teenagers lives shift fast Six months in a teenager's life Is a long time They can go from a kid Making straight A's To a kid Using heroin tainted with fentanyl In six months How does that happen? To their hanging out with, right? And you watch You can see it in the kid's life, right? A lot of times the, uh, I sound like my granddad right now, but I'll just, I'm just, come on. My beard's turning gray, I'm getting older, and granddad is right about a lot of stuff. So, so, the, the, their music will start changing. Their dress will take a turn for the bizarre. Like, what in the world happened to you? Did you get run over by like the stupid wardrobe this morning or something like that, right? Not that I care how they dress, but then, then the grades start dropping, the, the, they won't tell you where they're going. Teenagers don't leave my house without me knowing where they're going and who they're with and when they'll be back. And they're not riding around in cars with a bunch of kids outside of my underside. Now, I'm telling you, my teenage daughter won't be dating some boy in a car when he's 16 years old by himself, by herself. Why? Why? Y'all know why. Can I get an amen? First thing God says to him is, get out, get away from these people. First thing, he says this. Then he says, to a land that I will show you. Doesn't even know where he's going. He's going by faith. I'm going to show you where you go. It's that first step of faith. I don't know where I'm going, but God said go, so I'll go. Go. Tell me to walk north, south, east, and west. I will know when I get there. It's the kind of deal God made with Abraham. You trust me, I'll lift you. Now I will make you a great nation. Did our God make Abraham a great nation? My Lord, it's the only nation on the earth, Israel, that was busted apart, scattered throughout the earth, What was without a, a, a place, their homeland. Literally, they didn't have it at that time. It was theirs because God had given it to them. They were scattered across the earth. Then supernaturally by the power of God, God brought them back from around the planet. It hasn't happened with any other people group ever in the history of America and the world. If a people group is, are dispersed, they never come back together. Israel came back together. You can go walk in that nation right now. Come on. Somebody give God a hand clap. His power is so amazing. He can put back together what the world busted apart. I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And then you, all the families of the earth, shall be blessed. Here's the first blessing I want you to realize that you have, because you are blessed with believing Abraham. The Bible says, "Now those that are of faith, they are blessed with believing Abraham." How many of y'all are of faith? Let me see your hands. I want you to say this out loud. Say, "I am blessed." With believing Abraham. Come on, let's say it like we mean it. Say, I'm blessed with believing Abraham. Come on, one more time. I'm blessed with believing Abraham. All right, first blessing Abraham has is he has divine leadership. I'll take you to a land that I will show you. Walks out by faith not knowing where he's going, but God leads him and guides him to the perfect place. Now I'm telling you, he takes Abraham to the perfect place. Place Israel, as far as telling the world about God, is geographically located in the perfect place. Do you know this? Right where Israel sits, there were two major trade routes that go right by where God positioned this small nation by the name of Israel. One was the king's highway, and one was the way of the sea. One ran north to south, one ran east to west. All of the world... In that world that we're trading, spices coming from the Orient, precious metals coming from other regions, timbers coming from the Northland, all of them would have to intersect right outside of Israel. They'd have to stop there for lodging, food, water, right? God took him to the perfect place, positioned him for blessing. You know, I've walked out into into places in my life letter the lord not even knowing where i'm going and god put me in a place i wouldn't have known how to get there i would have messed it up but come on if you'll just listen to god he can get past us as humans and our own stupidity and put us in the midst of his blessing i've told this story many times remember jesse and i we just graduated from oru i had she was still finishing and um i was gonna have to go get a big boy job at that time, I was, I was running the cart barn at Southern Hills Country Club, and I trained their caddies. So I would carry two golf bags a day, one on my shoulder, you know, two at a time. I'd go two rounds. Sometimes I'd go 36 holes a day, and um, that, that was the kind of job I was doing then. I graduated with a theology degree. I did not want to keep caddying with a theology degree. I wanted to be, uh, you know, a full-grown whatever, minister, whatever that means. And I started asking for people to to let me come preach. How many know nobody wants a 25-year-old pastor with no experience to come preach for them? No one. I got up every morning, called people, and I I was told no 100 times a day. You know, if you want to break into something in your life, you get up and make 100 phone calls a day. And 99 of them will tell you no, but I'm telling you that one's coming. You just keep calling. Don't give up. Don't quit. Get used to rejection. Push through rejection and God can do something in your life. Amen. And finally, somebody, somebody called me. I'm like, Lord, gee, I look I towards Jerusalem. Jesus is coming back. Somebody called me to give me a ministry job. And uh, they called me. And this guy had a church of seven 800 people. And he said, and it was successful, it had grown quickly. He said, Pastor, I want you to, I know who you are. I've watched you preach. You've got favor in this region. I want you to take this church. I want you to come work for me in a year. I want you to take this church, and um, I'm going to go into another city. Got a bigger offer there. I'll train you, I'll position you, and then you'll have this. And I'm like, that sounds good. And I told Jesse, I said, let me pray about that. That means let me ask Jesse if it's okay. That's what I mean. So now I'm playing. So I went to Jesse and I said, Jesse, honey, here's the deal. She just kind of cocked her head and, you know, I could tell she wasn't all in. I could tell. I went to bed that night and I had a dream. Now, I'm not one of these guys that dreams every day. Probably have had six or seven prophetic dreams in my life. That's it. Now, I went to bed and I had a dream. And in this dream, I saw a candy machine. God speaks to me through sweets and candies because I love stuff like that, right? And I go walking up to this candy machine, and I got my eye on this, like, I don't know if it's a Snickers bar or something like that in the machine, and I'm going to buy it, and I go walking up to the machine, and all of a sudden, the glass in the front of the machine breaks. And I walk up to it, and I reach my hand through that machine, and that glass that was in the side of that machine, it, it, it cut my arm. And it had got, I had my hand on that candy bar. It had cut one of the, the main veins or arteries or something in my arm. And I look down and I can tell I'm bleeding out. And all of a sudden I wake up. And God spoke to me and said, there's something in that church that you want, that you desire. You want to be the leader of a successful church. But if you don't pay for it and you go about it the wrong way, it's going to cut you and it's going to hurt you, son. This is not your assignment. So I called. And I said, sir, thank you for the offer. I appreciate you. Too kind, too generous. But this is not the will of God for my life, I don't believe. Please, please pray for me. Listen, that's been almost 20 years ago. That man is still in that church. I would have never gotten that position. How many are thankful for divine leadership? God knows better than we know. Can I get an amen? Come on, I said, God knows better than we know. Can I get an amen? I said, God knows better than we know. Can I get an amen out there? He knows better. Second thing is, is a, a divine blessing brings you a divine family. He said, he said I'm going I'm to take you to a land. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to make you a great nation. Man, the family of God. Right? We're part of a divine family right here, right now. Whether you know each other or not, you're a part of a divine family. Whether you look alike or you don't, you're a part of a divine family. There, there, there's a guy that's got, um, he's got a bunch of odd animals out past Sansi on Hope Road on the corner of town. See anybody driven by there? There's like an emu, a llama. There's zebras, donkeys, cattle. There's peacocks and chickens, and they're all in one pile together. He's even got a, uh, what, what do you call it? He's got a giraffe out there. I drive by there, the giraffe's not always out. I drive by there just to, just to see the giraffe. Me and that giraffe, or we're tight. I, I, I've named him Jeffrey, and uh, whenever I'm lonely, I go out and talk to Jeffrey. And um, they're a real oddball bunch. See, I'm from the cattle business, and you want all of your herd to match in the cattle business, they look good out in the field. All Charlets, which are like white cattle, or all black angus, which are black. They look good like that out in the fields. And cattlemen want their cattle to match if they got them on pasture, not necessarily in a feedlot. But I'm telling you, out at this place, every oddball is thrown together in one pen. You know what the body of Christ is? It's all of us oddballs thrown together in the same pen. We may not look alike. We may not think alike. We may not be from the same place. But I'm telling you, the same man feeds us, bought for us, bought us, and takes care of us. And that's what you're a part of when you are in Jesus. You are a part of a brand new family of the redeemed. You may be a giraffe but you're a redeemed giraffe you may be a llama you're a redeemed llama you may be a peacock but you're a redeemed peacock amen when we get near here together we're all part of one family not been around the world guys that don't look like me talk like me from a different different world everything you see each other you're immediately brothers family come on turn to somebody tell them we're family Next, next thing, and I'm out of time already. I can't preach all this, but there's a divine blessing. Said you're already blessed. He said, I'm going to take you. I'm going I'm to make you a great nation, and I will bless you. What happens when God blesses you? Here's what, I, here's what I believe it means to be blessed, and I'll end with this. When the blessing of God comes upon a man or a woman... It does not matter what the world does to them anymore. Does not matter what your enemies plot against you anymore. Does not matter even what your government wants to do to you. Does not matter what the left wing, we, left wing media writes about you. Does, it just doesn't matter anymore. Because if God be for you, who in the world... I said if God be for you, who in the world can be against you? It's what the blessing of God will do in your life. I've seen it take people from nothing. I'm talking less than nothing. I'm talking people that spiritually, physically, emotionally, financially, you name it, you look at them, they're trillions in the hole in the negative. And then the blessing of God comes upon their life. And I'm talking in two, three years, you're looking at somebody that it's like, my Lord, look what the Lord has done. See, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich and he adds no sorrow with it. And it's money, but it's not just money. Come on, money's something. Can I get an amen? We're not stupid, but it ain't everything. Can I get an amen? Right? And I'm telling you, the blessing of God, it changes everything about a person. Changes everything in your life. It took Pastor Jordan from being a stupid kid growing pot on his front porch to being a pastor in the body of Christ. Gave him Stevie. He doesn't deserve Stevie. She's too nice for him. Huh? Took me from being a crankhead to having Jesse right there on the front row. Three beautiful children getting to, getting, to, getting to lead this great church. I'm telling you, God can dig you out of anything if you let the blessing of God come upon your life. See, Abraham, he followed. His name was Abram then. He followed. He followed the blessing, he followed that divine leadership. Started a new family, a new life, walked out into a new world. And through him, all the nations of the earth have been blessed. The end of the story is this. Here's here's a quick couple other things, but he'll give you a a divine name. When you're blessed, he said, I'll make your name great. Come on, your family name is changing. Can I get an amen? Used to some of your family name is dirt where you come from. But I'm telling you, your family name is changing. And your kids and your grandkids are going to live under a different name. He's going to bless your name. At the end of this story, he says, I will bless you, and you will be a blessing. That's what the blessing of God is really all about in a church. Come on. Henderson, Kentucky, you are blessed to be a blessing. Dumas, Texas, you are blessed to be a blessing. Owensboro, Kentucky, you are blessed to be a blessing. The blessing of God is on your life. And I'll tell you, you're going to enjoy it, but it's not just for you. It's so you can be so blessed, your cup can run over. I don't want to just live my life for me. Man, it doesn't matter what I get. It doesn't matter what I have. It doesn't matter what I get accomplished. The great joy doesn't come about getting. The great joy comes through giving. Giving Jesus. Giving a word in due season. Giving finances when somebody needs help. Giving of your heart, soul, your emotion, your life. That's where the blessing really is. Come on, I don't just want to be blessed. I want to be blessed to be a blessing. Come on, stand up on your feet with me at every campus. Let's give God a hand clap that we, we, are, we are waiting to be blessed. Come on, we're not waiting to be blessed. Come on, come on, church. We're not waiting to be blessed. You're already blessed in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Those that are of faith, they are blessed with believing Abraham or blessed like believing Abraham. The Bible says this in the book of Genesis. It says when Abraham was old and well advanced in age. Doesn't mean everything's going to show up just tomorrow. When Abraham was old and well advanced in age, the Lord had blessed him. You know what it says? In all things. Somebody say in all things. When Abraham was old and well advanced in age, the Lord had blessed him in some things. No. When Abraham was old and well advanced in age, I don't know if I'm well advanced in age yet. My beard's pretty gray, but I'm not well advanced in age yet. When Abraham was old and well advanced in age, you ought to say it about yourself. You ought to put your name in there. When Brian, say say your name, when, when, when Brian was old, well advanced in age, the Lord had blessed Brian in all things. I want to challenge you this week to get up and say that of yourself. I declare the, you ought to look in the mirror in the morning. When you get up in the morning, this is what I want you to do every morning this week. I want you to look in the mirror and I want you to say, now those that are of faith, they're blessed with believing Abraham. I am of faith, therefore I am blessed with believing Abraham. And when I'm old and well advanced in age, the Lord will have blessed me in all things. Amen. Come on, blessed people. Lift a hand to heaven. I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. You already got the blessing of God. I just want to agree with it. Father, I thank you that these people, just like Abraham, they're people of faith. Oh, Abraham believed you, and the Bible says that he was called the friend of God. I declare my brothers and my sisters, they are the friends of God Almighty. And I say that whenever they're old and well advanced in age, the Lord will have blessed them in all things. Why? Because the blessing is in them. The blessing is on them. The blessing is within them. And we release every area of that blessing that's already there to come forth and manifest. I come against everything that comes against them now. Now thank you that if God be for them, Who in the world could ever be against them?